Grow Well podcast. My name is Dusty Heggie, and I am over the top excited that you're here. Grow Well is a houseplant meets personal growth podcast, and I can't help but see the parallels between plants and human growth and the way that God has intertwined those two things to be so essential to our lives. I know that these parallels are by God's design, and so I created a podcast all about it. Today, we have some very incredible and very special guests on the show. I'm joined by Paul Hodges and Mike Planer, the CEOs and co-founders of Soltech Solutions. And Soltech Solutions is a very modern, beautifully designed grow light company for indoor plants. I mean, all grow lights are for indoors, but these ones are unique in that the light isn't purple and pink. They are beautifully designed. I actually have one of my own and they have been a sponsor for previous episodes on Grow Well. These two guys have such integrity and such incredible worth ethic. And I really, really, really respect the way that they are paving an incredible place in the world of whole culture. It's just really such a joy to talk to them and hear uh, like the nitty gritty science behind grow lights and why they matter and how we can distinguish between a good grow light and a bad grow light. They talk a lot about their own product and the story and the journey that they have been on from testing in a basement all the way to where they are today. It's a really, really, really incredible and a rich interview. And I'm so excited to dive in. Before we do, I want to remind you that I have a free houseplant quiz on my website at dustyhaggy.com slash quiz. There, you can take a free houseplant quiz and find the plant that is going to be best suitable for you and for your home based on a few questions. It's super fun. It's super easy. It takes like 20 seconds. And who doesn't love a good quiz, right? So head to dustyheggy.com slash quiz to take advantage of that houseplant quiz. Okay, without further ado, let's dive into this incredible interview with Paul and Mike. And guess what? If you listen to the end of the show, you're going to get a coupon code to be able to invest in your own gorgeously made, highly effective grow light for your own houseplant collection. I cannot wait to share it with you. Okay, now let's dive in. My name is Paul Hodges. This is Mike Planer. We're Soltech Solutions, and we create the world's first luxury plant light. So now you can go any plant indoors beautifully while displaying it with museum quality lighting. Yeah. I have one of your aspect lights and I love it. Mm. I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, what are you growing with it? Um, a couple of things. The main thing is a fiddly fig. Okay. that We just actually had ours fruit, what, maybe one or two weeks ago. And that That's was awesome. Uh, it was a really nice surprise to us. Uh, yeah, maybe six uh, actual figs, uh, probably like inch or two big. But yeah. That's now pretty you can do incredible. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share the story of how Soltech Solutions came to be what it is today? Yeah, it's uh, funny. Uh, we never really have a condensed version of this. That's uh, okay. We, it's such a you know long story, but long story short, uh, we really got into uh, what was grow lights. Let's just let's just start with the grow lights. You know, we had a nonprofit before we worked with solar, but long story short, uh, yeah, grow lights. Uh, we realized that there was a huge demand for grow lights, you know, sustainability, supporting uh, plants indoors, but really a lack of technology to support that growing demand. And we saw, for just for ourselves personally, all the grow lights out there were just way overpriced uh, and cheap quality. Well, Mikey came to me, we were looking at them, just talking some stuff, again, looking at sustainable technology, solar. Uh, we were working with a school in Africa, trying to provide them with some grow lights so they can start to do some sustainable farming. And uh, he said, hey, I can do this better for cheaper. And we said, okay, let's give it a shot. 
And uh, so that set us out on the uh, the path for grow lights, really. Yeah. Yeah. Of, so research and development. Yeah, we initially started with the traditional red and blue lights. Uh, we found, you know, different ratios work different ways, and we kind of came up with the idea of like, hey, this doesn't look good indoors, and we uh, changed the spectrum around a little bit. Uh, kept working on it. Eventually, we came up with a somewhat white spectrum. I would call it like an amber color, which was our initial design. And uh, it looked pretty good indoors, but we kept working on it, created the, the warm white spectrum that we have now. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, when we first started with the grow lights, everybody, first of all, nobody really knew what it was. Uh, they'd all ask us, are you making a grill light? You know, we'd tell our parents and our parents' friends, what are you guys working on is after college, we're, or we're making these grow lights. And they're like, what the heck? And then, you know, the second response is, uh, for those who did know, it was marijuana. They're like, oh, you guys are growing pot in your basement, right? And we're like, no, not quite, not quite. Right, yep. Uh, and then we told, you know, and then for the many of those who didn't know, which was about 80% of just common people we talked with, people in our, you know, social circles, we tell them the concept of what a grow light was. It was the ability to grow a plant indoors. And all of their first response would always be, wow, that's incredible. I would love to grow my enter orchids indoors and they'd always you know mention their favorite plants mm -hmm. and talk about keeping and growing them indoors and knowing that you know the traditional current grow lights were red and blue would say no you you know you couldn't uh, you could never bring these plants in your doors in a grow light unless it was in your basement or living room and so that also you know then that kind of fueled uh, the driving of the technology towards that kind of the whitening the softening of the light and the fixture to really kind of make it mesh with your interior design in your home. Yeah, yeah, that's it's really a cool story how cuz you guys were starting to work with you started working through a nonprofit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then is that um still something you guys work with or Funny story, uh we actually created, you know, right out of college it's hard to start a nonprofit and be personally yeah. sustainable. <laughs> it's tough. Uh you know, all good intentions aside, you still have to pay bills. Right. Uh but what we were able to do is we no longer have solar for academics. Uh, what that was, that existed to uh, take third world communities, take the schools within them, and provide them with electrical sustainability. Because a lot of these schools are off the grid or have very, very poor grids uh, with power blackouts or brownouts. So we'd have this, uh, we had a school, we our first pilot project that had 200 students and at best, very, very weak and infrequent internet. And we knew the power of Google helped us start our business. So we really kind of wanted to, spread that gift to those you know who we know could use it yeah but uh we you know that again that was really tough for us to kind of continue to build while remaining personal sustainable but what we were able to do is spin off a nonprofit that helps nonprofits uh called a, a fiscal sponsorship organization and that's still around and thriving very well called humanitarian social innovations and right now we have about 40 other nonprofits under in our portfolio that we've helped to start so uh, you never know how these things end up, but uh, it's definitely been a really great adventure. Yeah, yeah, that's really incredible. Now that you have Soltech Solutions set up the way that it is, I would love to hear why most grow lights are red and blue or pink or purple, and how come it, they work well not being that way the way that you guys have them designed. Sure. So um, your traditional red and blue grow lights are designed to be very efficient. That's why they're typically used for like crop settings uh, to keep your electricity bill to the minimum while providing maximum light to your plants. The reason being is uh, the photosynthetic peaks, the chlorophyll peaks in plants correspond to blue and red 
you know, that's what most companies are, are doing. Uh, we found that a lot of other colors also correspond to how plants grow, especially in like the orange, red, or the orange, uh, yellow, and green sectors. Uh, very minimal photosynthetic properties of the plant. Like there's not a lot of photosynthesis going on in those areas, but there still is some like need. But also just because people need white light indoors. So we were able to create a white light with the peaks of light in the red and blue spectrum, just like your traditional red and blue grow light. But then we were able to make it a nice warm white color, keeping a, a minimum white of green and yellow. And there is a slight trade-off with ours, you know, because uh, obviously, you know, the, the blue and red, it's super power, super, super efficient. Uh, but, you know, to, to kind of blend it with, that sense of ambiance and that that sense of comfort that you want by bringing by growing a plant in your home, you don't know, have to sacrifice some slight efficiencies, but what you get is aesthetically much higher rewarding. Yes, yeah, and I mean the reason you bring houseplants indoors is because you think they're beautiful, and so it makes a whole lot of sense to have a have lighting in there that is going to enhance that and help you to really enjoy that fully. Yeah, and so for us, you know, for so many people, when we first started doing it. It would, uh, you know, it's like you had to turn your home into like some sort of weird plant bunker for three, four months out of the year. Uh, whereas <laughs> now, you know, and it was always so kind of awkward and odd. You'd walk in these little like you turned their laundry room into these weird little corners with plants and ugly lights. But now it's a, you know, it's a year long thing. Uh, my apartment, I have a, a coffee plant with about 60 coffee beans on it. That's Very awesome. little natural. Look. Yeah, it's I mean, sky's really the limit. Uh, we. Uh, which you can see it right next to us is a blueberry bush uh, with blueberries on it. Big blueberry bush. So you're growing indoors. Fully. Yeah, absolutely. With, you know, with zero natural lighting. Uh, very, very, you know, not nearly enough to grow it. And uh, it, and that's what really, you know, is being able to seamlessly incorporate plants into your home, your office, your space where you're comfortable or would like to be comfortable without having to compromise, you know, what you traditionally would have to by bringing your plants indoors. And again, taking it from a seasonable thing that's built off plant survival to an actual lifestyle piece. That's as you guys have built this company and as you guys have like implemented, like, I mean, I'm sure it took so much trial and error (laughs) (laughs) to get this right. What is something that you guys have taken away and like learn on a personal, a personal way? Oh, okay. Uh, Do you want starter? Well, okay. For me personally, uh, persistence was, is definitely in personally business wise is just, because there's always a time where rationally things might not make sense. You know, it's like, well, black and white, I should probably quit. You know, it's like things aren't painting out. I could quit. I could stop this immediately and do something that might have better, you know, better immediate consequences for these, all these actions I'm putting into this thing, all this effort, all this exhaustion. Uh, but it's, you know, at some point, it's faith, trust uh, in yourself, your, you know, your, your colleagues, your friends, your business partners, and hopefully having you know, others around you giving you that same trust and faith and yeah. uh, remaining persistent towards what you believe to be true and valuable. Yeah, to build off what Paul said, and I don't want to take his point, but persistence, especially when we were in the testing stages and uh, being, a- being able to grow something and then not have the correct spectrum and then watch it struggle and yet start over, you know, so it was a very time consuming process, you know, especially in the beginning to get the right spectrum, get the right ratios and everything down. Yeah. <laughs> People always talk about trial and took error. took a while. Yeah. <laughs> After it, you know, air, you know, to create something very good has to go through the fire many times. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to not let those errors and those trials really bring you down 
you have to really kind of say, look, this is what we're after. And after, you know, that, that kind of exhaustive process, you, and if you stick with it, you really come out the other end with something truly not perfected, but you know, it's, it's, everything's always a work in progress, but something you can be proud of. Right. Yeah. I think that's a really cool key to take away something that you can feel really proud of and that trial and error, like you're only going to be really proud of your efforts if you keep going through that trial and error process. Yes. Yeah. I imagine that was really hard because I'm sure it's not a cheap trial and error process. Like I imagine it was really expensive. Yeah. And college loans are also pretty expensive. And and all of our friends are around us getting great jobs right out of college. And that's, it was so hard because you you go and you visit with them and they've all got their first big paychecks Mm -hmm. and their nice new cars. And you're like, wow, you're hanging on to that. You know, we're playing the long game and I'm not saying they're not, but it's just hard. Yeah. Just a different approach different approach mm-hmm. and they're getting immediate satisfaction and we're like okay yeah just a different approach but it's hard when other people around you aren't in that same because where we were you know just in our immediate environment you know now we're in an incubator where all these other people are sharing similar experiences so it's really nice to bounce stuff off back you know share our trial and errors so it's a really it's a good confidence booster but when it's you know just we're like what are we doing i don't know but i feel like this is what we should be doing and so that's very important yeah, as you guys were testing, was there anything that helped you to like not give up? Because I mean, just saying we didn't give up is great, but like, how physically and tangibly were you guys able to do that? Uh, I guess one would be kind of people along the way, uh, you know, besides our own probably idiocracy. And uh, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just idiots the whole way through. <laughs> we were just stubborn. Yeah, stubborn, 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 and probably mostly stubborn but having people along the way who would t- see what we were doing and hear us and honestly like not just be like oh that's cute that's sweet good you know pat on the back good on you boys god bless it was someone we'd get some people we respected say wow I, and they would back us in small ways you know and i was like i steve burner uh provided us our first space in a basement to start testing yeah we turned the the basement of a business incubator into like a crop and he he's like why like what what yeah, did i get like, myself into right. <laughs> totally believed in us and, it, and then we started getting into pitch comp and we started to kind of getting bigger and bigger platforms to share on uh because people would kind of lend us that platform mm-hmm. and uh by allowing that we could start you know spreading the word a little more and more and getting more and more feedback which fueled our research and development and ultimately, what still drives us to create better and new products every day. I would really like to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about the nitty gritty of grow lights. I get just so many questions about the differences between a grow light. And I know we touched on it a little bit um, just in that process of you guys developing that grow light. But I get just flooded with questions. And I can give some basic answers and some generalizations, but I can't. I'm not an expert in it. And so I would love to hear the difference between just a regular fluorescent light and like a grow light. Kind of not a disclaimer, but the technology is advancing and we're, everyone is learning so much so quickly every day, especially with indoor growing specifically uh, because it is a fairly new frontier. Uh, so it is, it's exciting and uh, it's always, well, I'll let Mikey tell you, but it's, there's a lot to it. It's pretty great. Yeah. 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 To build off what Paul was saying is uh, it's only the recent couple of years where we were really able to explore what how plants react to different light because of high-powered LEDs, which is something that we use. Uh, before that, we had technology like the high-pressure sodiums and the uh, fluorescents, 
basically those oysters work by blasting the plant with a lot of all the light, like the full color spectrum, you know, especially your high pressure sodium is just a ton of light, just like the sun, you know, it's, there's no, you can't hit or miss a certain uh, like chlorophyll peak if you're just blasting the whole plant with light. So it works, but it's very inefficient. You can't have like a 400 watt light in your house because you'll probably go blind eventually. Right. Yeah. And your fixtures probably can't handle all that. Yeah. So while those technologies work and there's different, you know, there's information available because they've been compiling information for the last 30 years, uh, LEDs are still pretty new. Uh, With LEDs, you can focus in on the exact parts of the spectrum that correspond with the chloroplasts and uh, photosynthesis. Uh, The reason that being important is you can make a very efficient light using way less electricity and get the same results that you would have gotten with uh, fluorescence or the high pressure sodiums, saving you a lot of money, you know, and getting a better product. The most important peaks, basically, to keep it short, are your blue and red peaks, uh, 430 nanometers, 450 is your blue, and then like, uh, basically like 630 to 660 is your red. So with LEDs, you can focus in on those two parts of the spectrum and you can avoid a lot of the green, yellow, infrared, UV that don't correspond at all with plant growth. Uh, So what we did is we focused on those two and then again, created a nice warm white light with the peaks in those, in those areas. Okay. Okay. So then I would love to know what makes a light more efficient at producing like good growth and sustaining like photosynthesis because I mean you could go on Amazon and get like a $10 air quotes grow light and I am pretty confident that it's not really going to grow my plant very much but why? yes <laughs> there's a lot of different information a lot of different spectrums and a lot of wrong information uh sometimes a lot of those $10 Amazon light bulbs well they're almost always going to be red and blue and there's not an issue with red and blue. It's just the, the appearance of them. Right. I don't really want my living room to be pink. <laughs> exactly. And then there's a lot of misinformation about wattage and whatnot. A lot of companies are kind of deceptive with that. They can purposely use, say, inefficient power supplies or inefficient products or even just mm-hmm. resistors just to make it draw more power and then still not a lot of line output, you know, maybe old technology, whatever, you know, there's some shady companies out there, but most of them are well-respected and will give you a good quality red and blue line. Uh, The issue is as you get more powerful up into like the 40 watt lights, such as the aspect, the large aspect that we offer, uh, it's very hard to keep the product cool. So that's important in the sense that the lifespan of the LED uh, corresponds to the temperature that it runs at. So a small little tiny 30 watt, 40 watt LED light bulb, if it's really truly able to hit that, will probably only last maybe a year or two because it's just getting too hot and it burns up. Whereas our uh, aspect is one giant light bulb. So it's maybe like 600 times bigger than a normal light bulb. So it's going to have that 16 year lifespan at 16 hours a day. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Can you explain to me, I mean, I know wattage is like a unit of measurement, but what is it measuring? Power consumption. Okay. So it's just, water is just strictly how much power it's going to consume. And by that, you mean like when I plug it into the wall, like how much yeah, electricity how much, it takes Yeah, how much run. the electricity, mm-hmm. you know, how much electricity you're using and how much you're going to pay for it. So it's not really good as far as determining how much light it's going to output because they could use purposely old technology that was inefficient versus the brand new technology that's maybe two, three, four hundred times more efficient. And the quality of the light, you know, no grow light is really created equal. Uh, 
Yeah. And then additionally, uh, so, uh, did you mention, I was looking at the FedEx guy, uh, actual versus like we claim 40 because we claim true. Yeah, the there's a whole nother side of this, the wattage story yeah, where so companies claim, say, 100 watts, especially the high power crop lengths for uh, typically marijuana. They'll claim like a thousand watts and they'll be like a hundred watts. And no one, there's no industry really regulates that. So people can kind of claim whatever they want to claim. So they just are, they're, they're just like flat out lying. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. so standard in the industry that yeah. even like Phillips and GE and all those big brands, mm -hmm. they'll do it just because they have to compete with the other people. They're not as inaccurate. Like uh, they may say 32 watts, but they're really drawing like 28. So it's close, but they really kind of upsell you because you're thinking, you're thinking, oh, it's 32, but it's really not. But what they're doing is trying to compete in the market. Okay. Yeah, and they, yeah, they, they, it's, they put this comparison there and treat it like it's an industry standard, but it's built off of, uh, you know, misdirection, really. And uh, we really didn't feel comfortable getting involved in all that because it just doesn't feel, you know, it just doesn't feel right. It's to not us. really based off of anything. Yeah, the quality of our light speaks for itself. Uh, honestly, we don't have to try to like say something and then put an asterisk next to it and then say, "Oh, only use two hours a day." You know, right? Like saying mental ass. You know, twenty years asterisk on the back at two hours a day or something like. That. Gotcha. You know, it's it's a common common thing in our industry and it's very frustrating. But again, it's like for us, we don't even bother playing those games because we don't feel like we need to. It's, you know, it's become a lot of the companies with grow lights are, they're very good at what they do uh, in terms of marketing. And uh, they have and a lot of them also, uh, some of the cheaper companies we deal with, same thing. And it's, it's what you, you get, what you pay for really at the end of the day. It's like that with any consumer product, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, there's quality, then there's fast, you know, but you got to save up for it, but it lasts. And then there's fast and cheap and it's nice. Uh, and it might suit your needs perfectly. You know, like that's the thing is every grow light honestly has a very unique function. Uh, and we just know we have our own unique function with ours. So, you know, if you do, if you are comfortable, if you do want to grow tomatoes in your basement, then yeah, get the big powerful red and blue. If you maybe just want it as a hobby to get a little screw and light bulb for $10, then that's fine, you know, but that's what you're going to get is some, you know, it's, you kind of got to gauge where you're at in your relationship with your plant, I guess you should say. Yeah. And uh, just how you want to incorporate into your lifestyle. Why are you taking care of this plant? Uh, why, what does it mean to you? And then just choose your grow light accordingly. Cause there is a, you know, for lack of better words, a spectrum of grow lights mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, just, you know, pick accordingly. Yeah. I tell people, I tell my clients a lot when I work with clients to do houseplant care, like if you are just growing them cause they're pretty and you are okay with buying new plants, it's probably going to be cheaper than paying me every month to like come in and care for it. And I don't think that's a bad option. If that's the option no. you want, that's super fine. Exactly. If you want your plants to thrive and you have a different um, goal in mind and you want them to stay there, then I'm the right person to hire for that position. Um, and I like setting, I like that you guys are trying to set really clear expectations up front because there isn't really a right or a wrong way to approach Houseplant exactly. care or gardening in general, it's just kind of making sure you have the appropriate expectations of yourself and of your plants and have a good relationship there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing is because plants are more accessible thing now, more commonplace than they used to be, you know, it used to be kind of reserved for gardeners. But now it's with all this information and the sharing of information, the Internet, it brings it draws in a whole all these new crowds of people. And with all these different groups of people and all their it has all their different personal interests. Mm -hmm. So there are. 
products to match that as well. And you, like you said, there's the same plant, but what it means to you, where the person's coming from, what they want to do, do they want to propagate it? Do they, it could be anything under the sun. So yeah, just say, Hey, this is what I do. This is what we're here for when you're ready. Or if you know, we'll be here doing this and, uh, it's only brought us the best customers, so we couldn't be happier. Good. That's awesome. But yeah, I re- I'm thrilled. I'm over the top thrilled. I have had used like a pink and red grow mm-hmm. light, um, and yeah. it wasn't a very expensive one. I think it was like maybe 30 or 40 and I got it off Amazon. I don't even know the seller. Um, and it was like, eh, it was sufficient. My plants weren't dying, but I can't really say that it wasn't just because of the natural light that was already coming in my room. I don't really have, I didn't really test it. But I have been growing my fiddle leaf fig with your guys' aspect light, and it has put out new leaf, and it's, like, big, healthy growth. It's not just, like, I live in the Pacific Northwest. Light is not something yeah. we have a lot of here. Yeah, I'm very yeah. happy to hear. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I've really loved it. Really loved yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. And it's, uh, you know, it's, for us, we create something that we want you to look at and appreciate every day. And we're not talking about our light. We're talking about the plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you we don't want the attention to be on our light. We want to create this this beautiful decor piece. So, yeah. you know, think of your living room. You don't want a folding chair in your living room. You don't want a plastic chair, you know, in your bedroom. You because you have to enjoy it. It's this is your home. And the val- what's the value of your home to you? Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that's where our kind of design side comes in. It's what's what's something that we would want to look have to, you know, have to look at every day to, to so we could look at this beautiful fiddly fig every day. Right. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's in your home, but you better appreciate it if you appreciate your home. Yeah, yeah. I also think it's important to say that though your guys' product is incredibly high quality, I think it's priced so fairly, like so, (laughs) so, so appropriately. Like it's not bonkers expensive. It is like a thing you invest in. Yeah, But like if your intentions are there and your expectations are there, then that's, it's like the perfect, it's perfect. You guys have done a good job. No, thank you. Uh, we when we first started, you know, we started a company, and you're pricing a product like, oh, is this? You know, we thought it was too much, but we were also, you know, broke as a joke, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. But uh, we we came back, and people are, you know, they're very very happy with the, our return customers. So we have actually somewhere along the lines of like fifteen percent return customers, which we couldn't be more flattered by because right. that's that's you know almost one in every six people coming back to buy more because uh, they have one in one corner of their living room and say, Hey, you know what? I want one in my bedroom too. Or I would, you know, I'd love a, a blueberry bush in my kitchen or uh, whatever, you know, whatever your game is. And uh, then they're referring it to friends. So we couldn't be happier uh, and always get really nice comments. We have the best customer base on positive, uh, just so friendly and caring and just always happy to share their experiences. Uh, yeah. If you go on our Instagram, you'll see uh, just customers just happily just posting their pictures of you know their lights and their plants and that's really why we're doing this is people are thrilled to for the feeling of the ambiance of you know their new setup yeah it's awesome i think it's really cool because it also makes houseplant gardening in particular like more accessible to people Mm -hmm. which i think is really fun thank you and that's and that's why i love what you're doing because that's something we're always working on is just put getting the information out there we did uh we started really our first big uh marketing partner was uh, Maria Flum from Bloom and Grow. And mm-hmm. that was kind of, and you're really the only other person who's really taking the lead in providing a platform where everybody can, you know, Hey, look, you know, like again, not that long ago, plants were for gardeners. Uh, and with, you know, the spread of information, like grow well podcasts, like, no, they're for everyone. There's a yeah. plant for you somewhere. I'm mm-hmm. sure there is, you know? Uh, and 
Yeah, just getting more people on board and sharing the information. Plant swaps are becoming a thing. And it's really, it's a lifestyle piece. It is, so, yeah. It's pretty rad to me. I think it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's really incredible. I want to pause this incredible conversation for just a moment and let you know that Paul and Mike have offered you guys a 15% off discount code to invest in your own highly effective, stunningly beautiful grow light for your home. Use the promo code GROWWELL15 at checkout to receive 15% off your total purchase. So you could buy more than one and that's still going to apply. So use the promo code GROWWELL15 to receive 15% off your own grow light. Head to soultechsolutions.com or find a link directly in the show notes. Again, that's GROWWELL15 to receive 15% off. Okay. Let's head back to the show. Bringing it back to a little bit of the um, tangible information about how to use a grow light. So let's say, maybe I'm being selfish because I would like to learn all the things about it. But <laughs> I, I have your guys' aspect light. How should I use it? Like how far away from my plant should it be? Like what factors should I consider so that I can really have like the most, the best experience with this light and use it for all that it's capable of? Sure. Uh Complicated answer. Okay. Uh, we try to provide some information on our website. We're still testing uh, new plants, uh, you know, determining the best distance for those plants. Yeah, it really varies. I don't have the best answer for you yeah. offhand. So, uh, well, rule of thumb, this is my personal opinion for myself personally, yeah. is, uh, you know, large plant, fruiting plant, large aspect, you know, if it has fruits on it or it's, a, you know, three feet about or above, I'd say a large aspect. Uh, small is for anything about three feet and smaller, whether it be that herbs or indoor plant or house plant monstera, usually, uh, you know, very suitable. And then uh, in terms of beam output, it, it puts off kind of a, so if you have, if you raise it, it's all about canopy coverage. That's the most important thing when uh, taking care of your plants with our light. And so, say you have a two foot canopy, which is the top of the leaves and you want to make sure it's the top. So say it's two. Do you feet mean wide. like the diameter of the exactly, foliage? Exactly. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Uh, so say it's uh, I have a three foot high plant and it's two feet wide. Well then, our light it. So if it's two feet wide diameter, then it, the beam is two. You should keep it two feet above it. Okay. So if, if the foliage is three feet, the foliage canopy is three feet wide. You should keep the light about three feet above it. And okay. so it's a pretty good rule of thumb that I personally, you know, I'm much more simple. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in my plant care, but that's a good rule of thumb for me. And again, honestly, it's, uh, every plant reacts differently to ever to its environment, be it humidity, watering. And so, yeah. uh, set it up, you know, we, we, you know, we have the manual, we have all the information, we have the chat. You can always call us, whatever. We're always happy to walk you through it. But additionally, it's just kind of looking for the signs, just like watering. Is it, you know, is it stretching towards it? Is it getting brown? But uh, for the most part, 12 to 24 inches, tw- you know, on a small plant, 24 to 48 on a large plant. All depends on the canopy size. But we try to make it as simple as possible for yeah, you. Yeah, that is really helpful. I I had mine above my fiddly fig and like a philodendron, like a lickety split mm-hmm. hybrid. And um, I had it kind of a little bit in between the two of them, but they were both pretty small plants. So the diameter of the collective foliage of the two of them was probably about two feet. And I have very high ceilings. So it was probably like eight feet above it. And I was like, okay, this is not working. Yeah. And so I moved yeah, it down. Was... It was like two weeks and I didn't see my plants weren't even moving towards the light. Like they just didn't even recognize it. No, so I yeah, moved it exactly. down to like two or three feet above them. And then mm-hmm. within 
a week and a half, I had new leaves forming. It was really soaking up all that water at the appropriate awesome. speed. That's how I, I mean, I read through your manual and I read through the book, but clearly I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm the same way. I don't read any manual. But uh, <laughs> no, it's when we first did, it was cool to kind of see, you'll see them actually start to move towards, uh-huh. it, move towards it. And it's and you can see how they actually uh, react to it. Uh, we're going to be releasing a, a new time lapse we're doing. Uh, in the next few weeks, but that's exciting. It, it's really cool to see I, just the, them go through this cycle, and uh, it is very rewarding. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this has been really helpful, you guys. I'm super grateful. <laughs> no, no, thanks for having us. Do you guys have anything else you would like to add, or anything that people should know about your company or about about Grow Lights in general? Uh, no, honestly, uh, just the fact that we're very easy to reach, and we're always happy to hear from anyone. You know, quite we got the live chat on the website phone number, email, give us a call. You know, we're a small team. Feel free to visit. We've had some people come by and visited, uh, which, you know, it's a very functional office space. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but uh, always happy to see people. Always happy to hear from them. Feedback, comments, questions, whatever Where it is. Where are you guys located? Uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So we're about an hour outside of Philly and about an hour and a half uh, outside of New York. Gotcha. Right on the New Jersey border. Cool, cool. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we should uh, plug, uh, get, take a chance to plug ourselves. Uh, I'd say at first and foremost, follow us on Instagram, yes. uh, Soltech underscore solutions. That's our really our favorite way to interact and share our information and images with our followers and friends. But now just stay tuned. We have, we're testing some new products. I can't say too much, but uh, I was excited. Yeah, we're always trying to just, again, make things as, you know, as effective and comforting and always looking to kind of just stay on the cutting edge and always according to what we hear back from our customers. So that's really what drives our innovation. But yeah. I don't have anything to add. I don't that's know. fine. That's fine. <laughs> my favorite, I'm the worst at the interviews. You know? My favorite way to round out the show, this will be nice and easy. My favorite way to end is I would love to hear something that each of you, it doesn't have to be related to plants or business or anything, um, but just something that you're so freaking excited about. It can be anything. That's great. Okay. I got you. You got yours. You better uh, think about it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep talking. My girl, buy you time. How about that? I'll ramble. Yeah, ramble. Uh, I, it's you know, it's nothing super super crazy. But uh, my sister, her brother in law, and her two my brother in law and her two kids. Uh, he just got his first uh real job and real home. You know, so he's a pastor now. He's been a That's working awesome. in the church for a long time. He just got his first own church, and it's actually weirdly enough the church that I went to when I was in high school. Okay. And so it's pretty strange. Uh, he's a young guy, 35. Uh, he's originally from Kosovo, a third world uh, country. And he came here with really, not, you know, that classic story. And so now he's got a, you know, and my sister and their family, they, they really struggled for a long time financially, just kind of because they were both in school at the same time, also had two kids yeah. while they were both in school. So it was just a lot. Yeah. And, and working so, in ministry, you're just not going to have a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they understood that and they never complained, but now to just see them, I'm helping them move into their new home as well, uh, next weekend. So it's just good to see, uh, just, you know, everything coming together and as everyone knew it would, but it's just really great to just watch it unfold so beautifully and so tangibly. That's That's awesome. It goes back to that trial and error piece of you just keep persevering and just trust God that whole entire way. Plant will fruit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Mike, your turn. No pressure. Yeah. It doesn't have to be as profound. It can be like, <laughs> yesterday say, yeah. I had a banana Laffy Taffy there and it go. was the bomb. 
Yeah, I was going to say how the new cell phones are getting really nice cameras. And this guy whips out ministry and his brother-in-law. And I was like, oh, man, Nokia Pureview doesn't sound so great right now. <laughs> mine, is, mine is not nearly as deep either. I have one for you. Yeah. Oh, I got, this is like the silliest thing, but we just decorated our house for Christmas. I have two toddlers. We spent forever decorating our tree and making it perfect. I'm like really over the top anal about the tree decoration. I like let my guard down and let my daughter pick out the tree, which I'm mostly just really proud of myself about. I have not stopped talking about how humble and great I am. I'm just the best mom. Because I let her pick out the tree. But I did not let her decorate it. Anyways. But it all fell down. My youngest pulled the tree down and it all fell. (laughs) And we had to redecorate it. And my husband and I spent forever like putting it back up again. But it's finally back up. And it looks awesome. And we all decorated it together. I don't know. It's just like a small thing, but it makes that's me so That's awesome. No, happy. no, that's yeah. cool. Okay, Mike, how's your camera? My camera? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no. So I don't have the newest one yet. I'm waiting. You Are know, you after get Christmas, it? everything goes on sale. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everyone's going to get the newest stuff. I'm going to pick up the, you know, six month old stuff. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. I, yeah. One man's trash. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been such a joy talking to you guys. I will have links to your shop and your Instagram in the show notes for people. And I really, really strongly urge everybody to go and follow and check everything out because this isn't just like a a rehearsed interview. This is like a really cool relationship I've gotten to build with. These people, they work from a place of integrity and their product is is truly unmatched. So I can't Thank stop you. gushing about how great you guys are. <laughs> Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, thank you for having us. This it's really yeah, been thank great. You. And yeah. you know, we couldn't do what we do without people like you sharing, you know, the information and the love for what we do and the lifestyle around it. So thank you again, Dusty. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Wasn't that such a fun conversation? I have really, really loved building a relationship with Paul and Mike and hearing their story. It's really inspiring to me to see all the things that God has brought them through. A strategy that we can implement to as we grow well, whether you run a business or not, is that perseverance piece. A topic that kept coming up over and over and over again throughout the process of our conversation. And I think that the reason for that is because that perseverance, that trial and error, that let yourself be okay with failure and then get up and do it again, but do it better and smarter and wiser and more intentionally is truly what it means to grow well. And when we can do that surrounded by God's goodness, surrounded by the teachings that God has for us within scripture, by asking for help and by inviting our community into that process of trial and error and perseverance, God is going to bring us some really good fruit through that process. So I hope that that is something that really inspires you today. They have said so many incredible things this episode Make sure you head to soultechsolutions.com and use the promo code GROWWELL15 to receive 15% off your very own grow light. And that will apply to your entire cart purchase. Um, so you could buy several and still take advantage of that promo code GROWWELL15 at soultechsolutions.com. I have all of the links for you guys in the show notes. And then one last quick thing. Okay, two last quick things. I'll keep it brief. If you're not already following Grow Well Podcast on Instagram, I ask that you do. I am investing a lot of time to build a community on Instagram that is inspiring, that is beautiful, and that can be a really, really great resource for both personal growth and plant growth, and I would love to see you there. So head to Grow Well Podcast on Instagram. And then the last thing is, is if you're not already subscribed to Grow Well Podcast in your favorite podcast listener app, 
favorite podcast player, you get it. That was a little bit of a confusing way to say that. However, I ask that you click subscribe. Doing that helps me get this podcast out into the ear holes of men and women around the world and it broadens my reach and it helps me to really continue to connect with you and to continue to bring you some really, really good content um, as we move forward in 2020. I'm really, really honored and excited that you're here and grateful that you get to be a part of this Planty community. I hope that you have an incredible week.